This is episode 339 of The Real Me and Colin, a movie podcast. On this week's episode, Chase is going to take a look at the most highly anticipated film of the holiday season, Spider-Man No Way Home. It's going to be divided up into two sections, non-spoiler and spoiler sections, uh, just in case if you were wondering. And so what will Chase think about it? We'll just have to tune in and find out. This episode starts right now. What is going on, everyone, and welcome to episode 339 of The Real Me and Colton, a movie podcast. I am your co-host, Chase Lee, and thank you for joining me on this episode, day or night, or whenever you're listening to this. You guys are awesome. And speaking of that, if you guys could spread this episode around and let people know this is your favorite movie podcast to listen to, that would be much appreciated. You guys' support throughout all these years has just propel me to keep moving forward and uh, really just make this show the best it can be and give you guys, you know, as many movie breakdowns as I possibly can. So thank you all from the bottom of my heart. You guys are amazing. Okay. Like I said at the top, episode 339 is Spider-Man No Way Home. It is here. It is is finally upon us. Uh, It has been a myth for the past two years, but it is now in front of us. I have seen it. Um, And just like I said at the top, to give you guys another warning, um, it will be a non-spoiler review. I will pause, give a five-second uh, warning, and I'm going to dive into spoilers. So that's the way I was going to divide it up. Um, so just wanted to let you know once again, in case you uh, wanted to go see the movie and come back to this episode. But before we get into all of that, I got to ask, most importantly, how you guys doing? You guys doing pretty good? Um, it is almost Christmas season. Ladies and germs, uh, here in the States, uh, and if, uh, you don't celebrate Christmas and you celebrate, uh, any other holiday, happy holidays to everyone out there. Um, I hope everyone has a great, uh, just holiday season and you get to see a lot of friends and family and just hang out with your loved ones. Uh, that's always the best. Um, uh, really excited about going to a Christmas party next week, uh, at a friend's house. Uh, it's gonna be very, very fun stuff. Uh, seeing matrix next week. Always great. Going to see Spider-Man probably uh, for my third time uh, next Tuesday. So next week is just filled with greatness and plus Christmas and uh, all that stuff and uh, hanging out with just uh, the people in my life. So absolutely love it. Uh, But yes, it is the holiday season and I hope everyone is uh, having fun and being safe out there. But uh, yeah, I hope everyone's doing well. Um, um, It's not cold over here. I know you guys have really missed my weather updates, but... Texas, uh, here in the United States, is just absolutely insane, and it needs to be diagnosed uh, with multiple personality disorder. Because how on earth can you be 70 degrees one day, and the next day be 30, and the next two days be 80, and go back to 30? Makes no sense. Uh, <coughs> oh yeah, by the way, I'm still sick. Um, well, not still sick, but I'm like I'm I'm getting over it. But if uh, there are some coughs or whatever, I deeply, deeply apologize. I know no one wants to hear that. Anyways, the weather situation. My God, we live on a completely different planet. Like, just this state lives on a different planet. Um, I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, it, it's uh, it's crazy. But, um, yeah, I wish it was colder. Uh, I kind of enjoy, you know, 60, 50 temps, you know, uh, really getting to the holiday season with like maybe some snow or something. I don't know, just something cool and not walking outside my door each morning, um, sweating before I get to work. It makes no sense. So 
uh, yeah, uh, not really uh, hol or weather or winter weather over here, but um, it is what it is. Let's see. Other than that, oh, um, on stuff that I've been uh, watching and catching up on, uh, we did see uh, at Zola uh, from A24. That will be a part of um, the end of the month. I'm going to do an A24 roundup. Um, so saw that. We saw the Sex and the City um, kind of reboot, sequel, miniseries, whatever HBO is calling it. I got to be honest. I I'm just... I'm whatever on it, but the death of the the character, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to spoil it just in case, but the death actually makes it more interesting because I was like, what are they going to put in this? Like, is someone going to have like another baby or an affair or something? Like, how how are you going to cause drama um, when they're this old? Like, you know, I, I don't mean to be crass, but like, they're much older now and they all have families and they all have established lives. So like, what do you do? to propel the drama forward. Oh yeah, let's kill someone off. So, good good job on that uh, for being ballsy. Um, but yeah, uh, we watched that. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else before I get to like the big thing that we watched that I need every single person and their mother that's listening to this uh, podcast to watch. But before I get to that, I'm trying to think. This past week... Uh, no... Yeah, I saw Kingsman last week. You guys already knew that. And, of course, like being the Ricardos, uh, and that will be next week's episode. I, I guess I could uh, say that real quick. Next week um, on, uh, what is it, Wednesday or Tuesday? Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Wednesday or Tuesday, I will have the being the Ricardos and the Kingsman episode uh, for you guys. I've already got most of it recorded, so it's pretty much ready to go. Um and then the following week will be the A24 kind of catch-up, where it will be at Zola, Red Rocket, Come On, Come On, and The Humans. So excited to uh, catch up on all that for you guys. But yeah, I'm trying to think of what else we watched. Oh, I watched Jingle All the Way the other day. What a goofy little movie. Goofy. Uh, I remember watching it as a kid, and I really uh, enjoyed it. Um, but I just I get a kick every single time Arnold says Turbo Man. It's the Turbo Man, Jamie! Um, <laughs> that was terrible. I will never do that again. But, um, yeah, I've always really enjoyed, um, just jingle all the way and just how ridiculous it is. But, um, yeah, I watched that on Hulu the other day. So that was, that was fun. Um, what else have I watched before I get to the, the main thing? Cause I want to talk about the main thing. Uh, um, <clears throat> I think that's it. So the big thing that the wife and I watch in the course of two days, by the way, <clears throat> everyone needs to watch this show. If you've heard great things about it, I can confirm to you right now, they are true. The Shrink Next Store with Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd. I am telling you right now, you are going to have, it's not a fun watch. It's definitely depressing, but it is such a masterclass in writing and acting. It is also a masterclass in how people can manipulate someone um, over the course of 30 years. And when you watch it, you're going to be like, this is so insane. There's no way this is real. Congratulations. It is real. And the person in question is still practicing, I believe. 
So the whole story is that Paul Rudd's character is a therapist. <clears throat> and Will Ferrell goes to him because he has anxiety. And his sister was like, can you please just go see someone? You don't even have to go back. Just please see a therapist. So he goes, he, he talks to the therapist and the therapist realizes that um, this person is from a wealthy family and his parents are both a past. So he manipulates this guy <clears throat> into cor coercing him into longer sessions, starting a business with them, working at his job and eventually like stealing his house this guy like drained him of his trust fund over the course of 30 years. I could not believe what I was watching. <clears throat> but it is such a cautionary tale of someone who can manipulate and gaslight someone and just be like abusive like that. It was such a good show. And we're not even done with it. The last episode comes out in two days and we're, we're super excited to watch it. But I've never seen Will Ferrell like this before. <clears throat> and I've seen him act in dramatic stuff before. Never have seen him like this. So subtle, so nuanced, and so layered. Down to his accent, to his mannerisms, like the way he carries himself. Like it is so good. And then I have never seen Paul Rudd like this before. He is charming, conniving. Uh, just pure evil, sociopathic. I've never seen him play a role like this. Same with Will. And they just bounce off of each other uh, so well. And the fact that both of those men were an anchorman together, and now they're doing uh, a dramatic piece. Um, it's got it's got some humor in it, but it's not like you know, ha ha ha, oh my god, like I'm rolling on the floor laughing. It's a lot of like uncomfortable situations and um, kind of uh, jokes sprinkled out, but it, it's not like a, a pure comedy. It's it's definitely a drama. It is such a great show. Please watch it. Apple TV Plus. Uh, I know no one wants to be offered another streaming service, but this one is worth it. It is so so good. So um, please check it out. The Street Next Door. That has been our newest obsession uh, over the over the weekend. So, excuse me, that was gross. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of anything else we watched. Um, I missed the uh, Licorice Pizza uh, 70 millimeter showing in Dallas uh, last Saturday, but uh, don't fret. Uh, I will watch that eventually when it comes out Christmas Eve, and I will do a review on it. Uh, super excited. I love Paul Thomas Anderson, but um, yeah, I missed that one. I was trying to go see it, um, so didn't catch that one. But that's pretty much it in terms of catching up and stuff. Um, yeah, I'll just be catching up on some screeners for you guys, but that's about it. And then, of course, uh, last night, saw Spider-Man No Way Home. <coughs> it was um, a great experience. Just uh, sit in a room full of other people that are excited just as much as you to see it. And then it just plays and it's done. You uh, get out and start talking about it. So that is, uh, that has been my week up until this point. But speaking of that, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. So when we come back from the break, I will be going over Spider-Man No Way Home, non-spoiler, five second, uh, pause, and then a spoiler section. So just another warning, just in case, um, 
But yeah, that will uh, be the review of conversation when we come back from the break. I'll see you then. And we are back from the break. Let's dive right into it. Let's not waste any more time. Let's talk about it. One of the most highly anticipated films of the year. It is Spider-Man No Way Home. Let's break it down. So this is the third in the Spider-Man Home Trilogy starring Tom Holland following Far From Home and Homecoming. And the plot goes as follows for this one. With Spider-Man's identity now revealed, Peter asks Doctor Strange for help. When a spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from other worlds start to appear, forcing Peter to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. So that is your plot right there. Pretty vague, uh, just like the marketing. So, you know, they're, they're definitely keeping a lot of surprises uh, hidden and, you know, some of the reveals and just how the story uh, plays out. They want you to be surprised for sure. Um, and speaking of that, speaking of the surprises and stuff, I'm going to break this up into two parts. Uh, I will talk about the film in a non-spoiler non-spoilerly way. Congratulations, I can't say that word. Um, and then the uh, second half, I will dive into spoilers and like some of the things I found pretty important for the stories and everything going forward. Um, so, but I'll give you fair warning before I switch over. But I just want to let you know that I decided to just go ahead and lump both of them in together. I know a lot of reviewers are dividing them up. Some of them are just doing full-on spoilers, but I'm gonna give you guys both. That way, if you want to come back. Uh, you're more than welcome to. You can watch the first half now and come back when you watch it. But um, yeah, uh, there's just a lot of important stuff to talk about uh, that it, it is hard to not talk about in uh, the non-spoiler section. So, you know, that, that's the way I decided to do it. So there you go. Um, but um, yeah, going into this, I was super excited, uh, you know, seeing the conclusion in the first trilogy with Tom Holland. Um, you know, where is that going to take his character? Is he going to have some chips on his shoulder that he's going to have to carry, uh, you know, emotional baggage in, into the next films? You know, I was curious to see how it's going to play into the overall MCU. Uh, There's just the next chapter in this gigantic saga of a franchise. It's always exciting to see. And of course, with the, the minimal marketing that this film has had and just the uh, uh, what they're telling us in the trailers and stuff, they're keeping a lot from us, and I was I was even more excited to kind of see like what they were uh, waiting for us to see in a theater. So I saw the movie. <clears throat> I just want to let you know right now, this is a really really good Spider-Man movie. Keep your multiverse expectations low going in, and I think you're gonna have a blast with this. Um, they don't dive into the multiverse that much. I don't think that's a spoiler. I. The trailers are pretty straightforward. That's all I'll say. Um, and I, I think uh, they're saving a lot of that stuff for Doctor Strange 2. And so I just wanted to let you know that going in, so you don't have like these high expectations for multiverse stuff, they dabble into it. Um, but this is mainly uh, Spider-Man's third movie and how he is dealing with all these foes uh, from the other you know, universes, the Sam Raimi universe, Mark Webb universe, and uh, how he's dealing with that, his uh, relationship with his, his friends and his girlfriend, his aunt, all that stuff. That is the core of the story. Um, the multiverse uh, barely even touched on in this one. Um, you know, a lot of people could find that as a detriment. Uh, for me personally, like what they, what they set out to deliver, I think they did pretty well. So, 
Um, I just wanted to say that going in. So there you go. So this is a really, really good Spider-Man movie. But as far as like the third one in a trilogy, I think this one is my favorite one out of the three. And I love Far From Home and Homecoming. But I think what this one provides the best, and obviously because it's the third one in a trilogy, it's wrapping things up, it has the biggest emotional pull to it. There's a lot more heft to it when it comes to those scenes. There's a lot more humor that I found uh, in this one that I laughed at more than the other two. There's a lot more heart uh, to this one. Uh, you know, We've never really seen Peter Parker like this before, but I think taking this route uh, and having him just do good no matter what mentality that just makes him a really just kind of genuine person and he's just trying he's just trying to help and uh you know th that that's really nice to see and of course this film is nostalgic um you know with all the uh villains returning and everything very nice to see uh, you know it's, uh, considering that I grew up with the Tobey Maguire movies I was like 11 years old when the first one came out so um 11 or 12 but you know that that was just really cool uh, to have everyone kind of all interact with each other. So very nostalgic. Um, and also uh, a really great romance as well between him and MJ. I think that one uh, definitely is a nice um, backbone to this entire story. And it was really just sweet to see. So let's start with director John Watts. Because what I think he does really well is balance. And he balances you know, Peter and MJ's romance and really utilizes their performances in the scenes and it's really effective and like it pulls at the heartstrings so they're really well done while also blocking and having great choreography for the fight sequences that feel like they're straight out of a comic book there's just so much fun to watch to have all these characters interact and fight one another um and also balancing the story a multiverse story is not anything to sneeze at like that can go south very very quickly but this one's pretty straightforward so um it's still hard to mess up but I think John Watts does a pretty good job in delivering the story as best as he can um, and as coherent as he can. And so I, I thought, you know, it didn't really detour too much. It didn't really, you know, feel like it was not making any sense. It, I felt like it was the, the perfect amount of multiverse storyline for this type of film. But the main thing I want to give John Watts credit on as a director's job is supposed to do is get the best performance out of your actor. Um, and... This is the best acting I've seen in any of the Spider-Man movies uh, with with Tom Holland. There's so much heart and devastation and emotional um, gut punches that I was kind of impressed. Like I always knew, like Tom Holland and like Zendaya, um, Marissa Tomei, you know, John Favreau, uh, Jacob Batalon. I've seen them in other things, and I I've always been impressed. But like bringing that into uh, you know, some of the dramatic MCU style movies and doing it in this one was really cool to see. So I, I really felt every single scene that was happening. Um, I really, like I said, the romance, uh, some of the, um, some of the loss that happens in this film, I'll get into that in the spoiler section, but yes, the performances are out of this world. And I thought everyone did a fantastic job and I, it, you know, John Watts really making sure he gets like what he needs out of those scenes because if they were not as good it wouldn't be as effective and it wouldn't have gotten me a couple times uh while watching uh the movie so uh props to him on that for just you know uh bringing out the best of, uh in them speaking of performances and characters uh let's start with tom holland spider-man you know 
throughout the entire franchise so far, I've always wanted Peter to have an emotional chip on his shoulder, carry some baggage with him, really uh, make him uh, uh, a different character at the end of uh, one of his movies. And that happens here. The, the evolution of Peter Parker in this film was a sight to behold because what happens uh, you know, towards the end is really going to set him on a different path. So just having his future unknown and uncertain like this, it's very um, interesting to see where he's going to go from here. Uh, like I said, I'll get into the spoiler section here in a bit, but the ending, the ending of the film is very, very devastating uh, for him and his future. So a lot, I liked, um, I liked the evolution of Peter in this film, and I thought Tom Holland really brought his A game. Zendaya is also a great shout out. She's not just, you know. His girlfriend, a side piece, like, she actually has a lot more character depth than this one. And, of course, like, I knew she was a great actress, but, like, you know, she delivered her A-game, too. And uh, I really liked uh, everything she brought to the screen. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, he does his thing. Uh, there's really nothing more to him. Um, he's very Doctor Strangey. There you go. There, There's my critique. Um... <laughs> Yeah, he, he's fine. Um, you know, mainly just kind of there to move the plot forward in this particular movie. And, of course, I'm excited to see him in his own sequel uh, next year. Um, John Favreau as Happy. He's got a couple moments uh, that were really nice. Uh, but, <clears throat> you know, he's not really in this movie that much compared to the others. Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. You know, she, she always gets enough to do in these movies. But I think this one uh, definitely was the better one that I've seen her do. So we'll dive into that in just a second. Uh, let's see. Uh, of course, Jacob Badalon, always a great companion piece to the, the original trio. Uh, I always like seeing him. And then, of course, the villains. Uh, you know, seeing Alfred Molina, Willem Dafoe, Jamie Foxx, and Reese Ifans, and Thomas Hayden Church, and all this stuff, like, all their characters kind of coming uh, into this universe, uh, was really, uh, was really just cool to see, um, seeing their characters kind of slip back into their roles that they made so famous so many years ago without skipping a beat. Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina were definitely the standouts and my God, it's like as if time didn't even pass. Um, but that's just how good of an actor, uh, they both are, um, really kind of just making it seem like, between um, Spider-Man 2 and 3 and just that whole uh, franchise, no time was wasted. And then, of course, the, the newest ones from Andrew Garfield's universe. Uh, also, really nice to kind of see them play in this sandbox of other characters. Uh, just a very just fun little spectacle. Um, and then, uh, let's see. That's about it. Everyone else has got, like, little like little to no no screen time uh like maybe two minutes or less so that's that's your main group right there and you know i i thought um uh everyone kind of all interacting with each other uh they all they all pulled it off swimmingly so <clears throat> those are your performances right there um as far as the uh action sequences and kind of like cgi and like just the uh the overall look um I haven't been a huge fan of, I'm going to be honest with you, a huge fan of like the way these films look in the Spider-Man trilogy. 
they're all kind of just bright. There's not a lot of like complexity when it comes to, you know, the uh, uh, lighting or some of the scene setups or some of the cinematography. Um, I've noticed that. It's not like anything where like all the movies terrible, but it is something to kind of note where it just it doesn't feel as creative as the other MCU films utilizing, you know, uh, differently composed frames or, you know, different color correction or just anything to make it pop a little bit more and have a little bit more of a visual punch. Um, and this one's the same way as the other two. It is what it is, um, but it is something I have noticed in all three of them. But it's not like a huge criticism to linger on. Uh, it's just something I wanted to bring up. As far as the actual CGI and the, the visual effects and the, the compositing go, you know, the VFX artists were under the gun to try to get this done. Um, it, it looks good for the most part. There are a couple of scenes where I was like, that looks a little shoddy and it could be uh, worked on a little bit more and not you know pressure people to work 80 hours a week. Um, so that was the one thing I was worried about going into this besides the story of the multiverse was how are the visual effects going to look just because of the time crunch that the, uh, VFX artists were on, but, for, but for the most part, it's good stuff. Um, so I, I will give them that. And it really makes the, uh, the action sequences pop a little bit more between Spider-Man and the villains and maybe other characters there in there. And so, uh, I, I really just enjoyed, um, watching this comic book kind of come to life. I think that's it for my non-spoiler section. Uh, overall, really like it. Really, really good uh, Spider-Man movie. Uh, keep your multiverse expectations low when going into this, and I think you're going to have a blast with it. I'm still looking forward to um, everything else in the multiverse storyline for sure, but um, just don't expect it here. Uh, but yeah, really good, really good movie. Uh, the the romance was at, at, at its core and its heart. And it really was effective to see them kind of um, um, elevate their romance a little bit. Uh, some of the uh, scenes with loss were really effective. Um, and just having the overall story of like, you know, having people maybe forget Spider-Man because that's what the whole spell is all about. Um, that could be devastating within itself because then it's, you're alone. You're, you're shut out from the war world and you're isolated. Um because of a choice that you made. And that can be really devastating stuff as well. And then, like I said, some of the action sequences were really, really fun to watch. And just seeing all the villains come back would just brought a spiral to my face. So a very good Spider-Man movie. And uh, I would love to watch it again, which I am. And uh, maybe I'll change my mind and like it a little bit more. So that is it for my non-spoiler section of Spider-Man No Way Home. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to give a five count warning. And then I'm going to jump into some of the things that I really want to talk about in terms of spoilers. Some of it is pretty obvious. Um, and then uh, others um, were not so obvious. And I absolutely loved it. So going to talk about spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. To get the quick ones out of the way. Yes, Charlie Cox is in this. He's in it for one scene. He is Matt Murdock. So now he's officially in the MCU. That's cool. Toby and Andrew are in this movie. Um, it's exactly how I thought it would play out. Really no big surprises. 
And it was really, really awesome to just see all three of them, including their villains and everyone just like all interacting with one another. Um, that was a, that was a sight to behold. Never thought I'd see the day. Um, but yes, they are both in this. Once again, those three reveals, not surprising. <clears throat> the ending of the film is actually, um, oh, actually, let me talk about this. When Dr. Strange in the trailer is saying they're all coming in and I can't stop them, he stops them. No one comes in. It's, it's very like, it's, it's just a tease to what's going to happen in the multiverse of madness. Just wanted to throw that out there. But the ending of the film is, well, I keep jumping ahead. So there is a death in the film. I figured it would be this person, um, but there is a death. It is Aunt May. It's probably the best performance that she's given in this Spider-Man trilogy so far. There's a lot more for her to do in this one. I think the emotional payoff of her death was not only satisfying in her performance and really delivering that, uh, but also having Tom act with her in that scene, really delivering it. But also just story-wise, this is going to have a huge impact on Peter's future. And I'm really, I I'm sad to see where he could go. Um, but I, 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 uh, I, I've always wanted him to have kind of like a, a chip on his shoulder. To kind of just make his character a little bit more three-dimensional. And so... Aunt May dies in this, and the the scene between them both is beautiful. It really was. And then at the end of the film, it is very, very sad. So at the very, very end, Peter uh, undo, undoes everything, or undoes everything, and the cracks in the universe are sealed. That's why I told you really no one comes in. Uh, Doctor Strange fixes it because the spell is reversed. And he's able to make the whole world forget who he is um, and as if they never met him. So at the end of the film, <clears throat> he kisses uh, MJ goodbye one more time. And it, it's, uh, it's really sad to see because in the very next scene, she has no idea who he is. Ned has no idea who he is. So he's just kind of wandering around New York with people have no... Uh, recollection of who he is and that includes the mcu uh characters dr strange says in the movie he's like i'm gonna even forget you like do you want this he's like yes so that uh that gives me a couple of things one going forward it's gonna be very hard for him to start from scratch uh and that's great character development i'm curious to see where it goes and the second thing is, it it lets Sony have him. They can have their boy back um, for good. Now, Kevin Feige did say that Spider-Man is the only person to float in between universes. Curious to see how they're going to do that. But for right now, it is Spider-Man is all Sony. Because everyone in the MCU has, has forgotten who he is at this point. So that great mission that they did in Infinity War... <coughs> And Endgame, doesn't matter. He, uh, they, they don't know who he is. So it's a, it's a clean start for uh, Spider-Man, especially for Sony, to just kind of do whatever they want with him. Um, but also very devastating character-wise um, in having to kind of start from scratch. And having the loss of Aunt May, it's like, now he has no one. He's truly alone. 
So um, that is the end of the film. Absolutely just great stuff. Um, also, I forgot to mention that, you know, when he loses Aunt May, like, he has, like, this rage that he wants to uh, dish out. And, like, he he is on the verge of, like, killing Green Goblin towards the end. And Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man told him, you know, I've been down this path before. The rage consumes you. You do not want this. And he's about to kill Green Goblin. I, I actually thought that he was going to go down that dark path. But then Tobey Maguire steps in and stops him uh, before he's able to do it. Uh, but then Tony or Toby gets stabbed um, by Green Goblin. And uh, he's like, don't worry, I've been stabbed before. And then they go off into their own universes. But um, he was about to go down a dark, dark path. So, once again, just little great character moments where I was just like, man, they're really, they're pushing his character to the limits, and I love it. So, that's pretty much it. Spoiler rise. I know. Not really surprising. Um, that's it for pretty much the spoiler section. Let's dive into the end credit scenes, because this is where it gets awesome. So, the first uh, end credit scene, um, right after the, the initial blow of the credits is Tom Hardy's Venom at a bar um, because he's in this universe now, according to Venom 2, which I didn't see, by the way. I just read the end credit scene and just rolled with it. He's in this universe now. But then he gets shot back to his own universe. So he's he's not with uh, Spider-Man anymore. When he gets shot back to the uh, his own universe, a piece of the symbiote is left on the bar. And then it moves. And then uh, it, it dives into the credits. And so that tells me that that symbiote's going to find Peter no matter what. And he's going to become the Venom in his own universe. So I, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. But um, that was the first one. And the second one. I got to sit up straight for this one. The second one wasn't even an end credit scene. The second end credit thing, I swear to you, was a full-blown teaser to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. I thought they were going to play a scene. And I honestly thought they were going to stop after um, Doctor Strange walks up to Wanda like, you know the multiverse stuff? And she's like, yep. Uh, I thought that was going to be the end of the scene. No, they showed us a full-on teaser so we got many set pieces that look absolutely bonkers, psychedelic, just insanity. Um, so I, I thought that was probably the biggest surprise of the entire movie was seeing a teaser for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Um, because I already knew Toby and Andrew were going to be in it. I knew Charlie Cox was going to be in it. <coughs> but my God, I did not expect... A full-blown teaser for Doctor Strange 2. It was like a good minute and a half long. Like, it was crazy. They showed us a lot. And at the end of the trailer, <clears throat> they showed us evil Doctor Strange. What the absolute F. <laughs> um, that was the last scene. I was like, I'm surprised they showed that. Doctor Strange comes, to the, comes into the room. And he's like, you know... Uh, I know who you are and all that stuff. And he turns around and he's evil Doctor Strange. And he looks like the one from the What If Animated series. And you're like, what in the hell is this? And then it just cuts to black. And you're like, 
That was cool. They need to do more of that. And this isn't the first time they've done this before. Uh, I remember at the end of uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, they had like a little teaser trailer for the Avengers and like coming next summer. Um, so I, I guess they have done it before, but this was like completely out of left field. And it just, it felt, I, I don't know. I just sat through the whole time like, oh my God, they're showing us a lot of stuff right now. Um, but it looks great. It looks like Sam Raimi is really uh, establishing his own blueprint in the Doctor Strange universe. It looks like it has a different color palette, so it makes it stand out a little bit more from the first one. The effects look absolutely insane, um, traveling between uh, these worlds and stuff. I'm stoked. So watching Spider-Man and having like an interesting in-credit scene and just ending with a teaser... What the hell? So I, I absolutely, uh, I, oh my God, I want to watch it again. Uh, maybe they'll, they'll probably release it online here pretty soon, but um, man, that was really cool. So that is my review of Spider-Man No Way Home. Please let me know uh, what you thought of the movie and just all the neat little surprises and credits, scene, all that stuff. Uh, let me know uh, what your thoughts on it. You can tweet, send an email. I don't care. <laughs> Um, but if you guys want to contact me or, or Joel or just whoever's a part <clears throat> of uh, you guys' circle, please do. Uh, we want to know your thoughts. But that will do it for this episode of the Real Me and Colin Movie Podcast. Thank you for joining me uh, for this long discussion of uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. I have a blast talking about it, and I hope uh, you guys see it this weekend. And um, hopefully there's a lot of chatter online because there, there's probably a lot to talk about. So, um, But, yes, thank you for joining me on episode 339. Next week, episode 340 will be Being the Ricardos, the written and directed Aaron Sorkin film about Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, played by Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem. And then I'll also be reviewing The King's Man, the third film in the Kingsman franchise, but it is a prequel to the first two in terms of timeline. So that is the uh, episode for next week. So thank you for joining me on this episode of Rumi and Cold Movie Podcast. You guys are amazing. As always, I enjoy you guys' support and just um, listening every single week. You guys are the best. So have a good day, good night, whenever you're listening to this. And I will see you guys next week for another episode of this uh, this podcast. So, all right, goodbye. <laughs>